Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome again to the EKN Radio Network. If you're tuning through your mobile device and you've downloaded the EKN Radio Network app, I thank you. My name's Rob Howden. Great uh, episode coming here for you because it's uh, an event that I'm very excited about. Uh, this is Operation Grassroots, uh, episode number 10. And joining me today uh, from Cup Carts North America, it's Greg Jasperson. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the 2019 Cup Carts North America season. But the primary focus is going to be on this massive event that's happening on the first weekend of October, uh, the third running of the Cup Carts North America Grand Nationals. Uh, Greg, thank you so much for coming on the ECAN Radio Network here today. I appreciate it. Hey, I appreciate you having me. All right. So uh, what are we? We're less than a month away uh, from this. May- we'll, we'll jump into the Cup Carts North America regular season, your Champions Cup, in a bit. But you're less than a month away. What? <laughs> The 20, Grand Nationals are coming. How do you feel? Yeah, tw- 22 days and nine hours, according to the website. So <laughs> You've got the, you got the countdown clock. That's great. That's great. Um, you know, I guess, you know, let's, let's, let's first talk about Cup Carts North America. Let's, let's roll into that. The Grand Nationals are something we're going to talk about. David Cole and I are obviously super excited about the event, which takes place, as I said, the opening weekend uh, of October at Newcastle Motorsports Park. Cup Carts North America, first and foremost, for maybe the four-cycle people uh, around the country or those in Canada, because, of course, there's uh, a big contingent coming down from Canada to run this year's Grand Nationals. What is Cup Carts North America? How did it, How and when did it start? You know, um, Cup Carts North America started out um, basically as a little bit of a dream that myself and my partner, Steve Vermeer, had um, just at trying to revitalize a regional four-cycle program. Um, yeah. Myself racing, um, I kind of, I, I got in right as Gold Cup was um, starting to struggle a little bit. And when my son started racing, there was truly nothing for us to go travel and do. And uh, us being dyed in the wool four cycle racers, um, just wanted to try to have something to give him an opportunity to race bigger fields, bigger tracks, um, and nothing was out there. And when the 206 came to be and uh, proved itself to be such a successful platform to really kind of help four cycle get going again. Uh, we wanted to see if we could get these guys back on the road and try to put something together. And so, and that's what it was, wasn't it? It was, it was a deal where you said, Hey man, you know, you're looking around, you want to go racing. And I'm sure this has happened in many different kinds of motorsports, right? Road racing, dirt. I don't care what it is. You looked around and went, well, there's nowhere to go to for me to race the way I want to race regionally and try some new tracks out. Uh, I can't see anybody getting ready to step up. So, ah, Steve and I'll do it. Well, kind of one of those deals, right? You're exactly right. I mean, you know, we, <laughs> we contacted a few local tracks to try to get them to work together. And, you know, we all know how that works. Everyone's yep. got their own way to do it and it never happened. Uh, so then we called a couple of the other series that were already out there uh, running other classes and asking them if they wanted to add, you know, if we could help them add it in. And, yeah. you know, kind of the, the mindset was that, you know, typically four cycle racers don't want to travel. They're not willing to go anywhere but their club. So no one was willing to take the risk. So we just uh, ponied up and did it ourselves with some help, some from some of our great sponsors. So what was the first year? And just as an overview, what was the first year and how many races did you run and where did you run them? Uh, I believe this is year six. So that's wow. going to put us back in 2012 or 2013. Um, and the first year was Shano, Badger and Road America, I believe. So it was always the, 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 the origin is all Wisconsin. Yeah. I mean, you know, the club that I was racing at at the time, um, which is no longer around, uh, with us, uh, was Midwest Karting Association in Eau Claire. So we had a lot of contacts in that area. Yeah. Um, so that just made the most sense for us. And there were quite a few tracks in the area that ca- had kind of already adopted the 206 and had a, an okay club following. 
Yeah. Um, so that's where we started. And as we started drawing racers over the years from um, further east and further west and further south, we've uh, been kind of expanding the bubble and trying to put races in at least one race in everybody's backyard when we can. And it's interesting because obviously building off the success and the momentum you guys were able to develop initially it was called the 206 cup pulling off the two Briggs 206 name. You eventually renamed it cup carts, North America. At one point you, you know, you had a, uh, what was it? There was two divisions, right? It was North and was it North and East or it wasn't North and South. Was it North and central? We, oh, the, north the north and, central. and South, we didn't think had a good optic. <laughs> sure. Cause you're not really South, right? Exactly. Because potentially there could be a South region someday. You never know uh, all the way down in Florida or something. So uh, you get things rolling. You've always got a, a number of, uh, you know, and it's a, it, any program, right? It's an evolution. You guys are figuring the class structure. You're figuring out where you're drawing from, going to different racetracks. Let's talk about 2019. Uh, as a preface, uh, give me the schedule. Not really the dates. You can give me the months, but, but what tracks and months did you guys hit? It was a four-race program this year, correct? I was actually five races. Okay, five races. So we started out at um, Concept Haulers for our Spring Nationals, mm-hmm. um, which was a great race uh, we yeah. had. Awesome, awesome numbers for, you know, to, to start the year out, you're always a little worried at what you're going to get. Um, but we really had a good turnout there. A lot of people came from all over. Um, so it was really neat to see. Um, after that, we ran up to MRP um, out at Michiana. Um, another great track where we had oh, awesome yeah. numbers. Um, actually had a little bit of hail that day while we were out at the track, but we managed <laughs> to manage to miss it and uh, stayed the entire weekend on slicks, which was really cool. Um, then we went to Dousman again, a uh, track that we've been to, I think, every year since we've started. Um, just one of those great old four-cycle tracks that's been around for a long time. Uh, great, pe- great group of people run that place, so um, they're always welcoming Indeed. to us. Um, round four was out in uh, 61 Cartway in Delmar, Iowa. Uh, Tony Nielsen's track and his family that operate that. And uh, it just uh, a true diamond that a lot of people don't know that's out there. Um, it's in my opinion, it's one of the most entertaining cart tracks I've ever driven, and I love bringing the series out there because there's so many people that don't know about it, and um, it's really a great experience for people. I got to um, get there one year. I got to get there. Well, yes, I got to get there. I've it's, never been there before. Yeah, it's an awesome track. Um, and then finally, we closed it out at Camden. Uh, we closed out in Camden last year uh, for Central. This year, we closed out in Camden again. Uh, again, it's just another one of those four cycle tracks. It's been around since you know since four cycle began yeah, and great numbers. It's great. So, okay. So you, you have a good season. Obviously kick things off with a really well-supported spring nationals at the start of the year, getting that kind of iconic traditional season opener, the spring nationals, which is always good. Branding is perfect. Date equity is big. You look back at the whole season, Greg, and, and tell me what are your, what were some of the highs for you? Were you, were you happy with the way the season kind of progressed here? Yeah, you know, um, Spring Nationals, quite frankly, was a little bit of a surprise. I didn't expect the the kind of numbers that we had. Um, I, and I don't remember the number exactly, but it was, I mean, we were 250, 275 entries on the whole weekend. If you combine Man. Saturday and Sunday, you know, because yeah. um, we run a two-day program. So, uh, you know, but, you know, it was great class sizes. I mean, you know, it was the first time we had ever ran our um, CIK Masters class. It was a new class that um, we had debuted. Um, with kind of a little bit of a rule change with the bodywork, and it was really cool to see that we had great numbers in that class. I mean, I think we had 23, 24 entries in that class. That's fantastic. Um, you know, so for a new class starting out, um, that was really awesome to see that, you know, it was something that, you know, the people received uh, well and wanted to see continue in the future. 
Now, how, how did that CIK Masters category continue throughout the year? Were you still getting double-digit numbers? Like, I know sometimes it kind of fades off near the end. Were you still seeing, like, mid-teens? Did you get events in the 20s again? Um, you know, it, it did. Uh, every class faded off a little bit from Spring Nationals. I mean, that was the biggest event we have had this year so far. Um, and you started you started before a lot of the clubs, too, right? It was an early season race where people was like, this is the first big race for four-cycle guys to get into, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, a lot, for a lot of the guys racing north in my, my part of the year, uh, you know, because I'm from Minnesota – none of us had even been out to our clubs yet. Um, so I mean, that was, that was literally our shakedown weekend. So that's always a little stressful, but um, yeah, you know, um, the CIK masters numbers for the most part stayed pretty strong. I think we had one weekend that got a little bit down, um, but that was kind of when we were going up around Brickyard as well. Um, yeah. There's so many good races that are going on right now with, you know, 206 being so popular that, um, you know, sometimes people have to pick and choose and we understand that. Uh, moving forward into, into, two, into 2020 for the program, do you see or foresee any major adjustments to the program? Like, are, are there another track potentially you want to try? Because I know, I know that when we talked earlier in the year, right, when we did our preview for the the Cup Cards North America Champions Cup, you were talking about the fact that it was it was you were in the one of those tough predicaments where there were so many tracks that really wanted you guys to come, and you had to kind of figure out where you were going to go. You know. I, I always try not to plan 2020 or the, the following year until I get through right. grands because there's a right. lot there's a lot that goes into this. Um, That's and, true. And, That's and, true. And you know we do get some help from you know some of our uh, empl- you know employees and volunteers and stuff like that. But for the most part, it's Steve and myself, so it, it it gets to be quite a bit. But I will say that we've had I don't think I'm exaggerating when I say 10 new tracks that have reached out to me um, in the last six to eight weeks that want to talk to us about bringing a race to them. Um, so we're, we're definitely going to look at what options are out there. Um, there, there, every track we went to this year and that we've gone to in the past, we love, we've had great experiences at, um, but at the same time, we want to visit new places and bring the racers to new places. So we, we do intend to try to shuffle up a couple tracks this next year. Um, but we need to figure that out over the winter. I do appreciate you actually answering that question because you're right. It's kind of an unfair question knowing that you just cap off your season at Camden. And I have no doubt that the racing part of your mind went straight to the Grand Nationals. And that's really all you can think about. So um, I apologize. You're right. I, I get that. Right. It's like trying to talk to, to Tom Kutcher about anything but the Super Nationals after he's done Lancaster. Or, uh, you know, as soon as the season starts for you guys at USAC in the Battle of the Brickyard, they go to work on that too. So I'm sure uh that that uh, once you get capped off you'll have a bit of a break uh maybe maybe go to holiday somewhere and then and then start thinking about 2020 uh folks here we go this is awesome this is episode number 10 of the operation grassroots my name is rob howden getting a chance to talk with greg jasperson from cup carts north america uh, about the 2019 season and their champions cup after this break when we come back it's time to dive into the grand nationals I expect, and I think everybody knows, it will likely be the biggest uh, four-cycle-only event in North America in 2019. Uh, Stick with us. More to come here on the EKN Radio Network. For over a century, Briggs & Stratton has had a commitment and passion for racing. It's a DNA found in every engine we build today. So whether you kart race, Baja, race quarter midgets, or believe that dirt and snow are just God's way of adding to the challenge. The dedicated spirit of every Briggs & Stratton employee stands at the fence waiting for the green flag to drop. Briggs & Stratton Racing. What powers you? The shift is on to a new brand and a new way of thinking. The Croc promotion has taken American karting by storm and, simply put, 
we have the best cart on the market. We've won and continue to win national and regional races with a revolving door of drivers. Myers, Bedozo, French, Musgrave, and we're ready to dominate the rest of the 2019 season. We just want to win. That's it. Plain and simple. Our dynamic R&D program is more aggressive than any other manufacturer, and we're the only company focused on building the perfect chassis for American tracks, engines, and tires. Why race a cart made for Europeans? We're testing prototypes for American racing. We're breaking the mold. Crock Promotion is all about supporting dedicated and talented young drivers and winning races. That's Crock Promotion USA. That's Mad Old Nut Racing. We just want to win plain and simple. No BS. Let us spend our time and money developing the chassis so that you can win. When you think racing tire in the U.S., one name stands out. Huger. The history of Huger racing tire is one of an American dream and is the tire designed for champions. At the end of 2018, Margay Racing became the sole United States and Canadian karting distributor, establishing Hoosier Kart Sport. Throughout 2019, Hoosier Kart Sport has expanded the Hoosier brand to kart shops, tracks, clubs, and racing series across North America, focused on grassroots programs. Four different compounds are available through Hoosier Kart Sport. The R55 is among the most popular with shifter kart categories. The R60 and R70 serve the two-cycle and four-cycle community at the club and regional level. The R80 is the official compound of the Margate Ignite program. The Hoosier Wet has been tested to the limits and ranks among the top rain racing tire in karting today. With a wide range of compounds and a made-in-the-USA racing heritage, Hoosier Kart Sport has the tire you need for your track, series, or personal racing needs. Head to HoosierKartSport.com today to find your nearest dealer and follow them on all social media platforms by searching Hoosier Kart Sport. Welcome back to the EKN Radio Network. My name's Rob Howden. A, another episode, actually episode 10 of Operation Grassroots, our podcast focusing on uh, Briggs 206, four-cycle racing, and essentially that that bottom of the pyramid, the foundation of our sport, which is four cycle and now the Briggs 206. Joining me today from Cup Carts North America, Greg Jasperson. Uh, before the break, we talked about the 2019 season of their, of their Champions Cup, which is the five race series uh, that runs around the Great Lakes area. Uh, Greg talked about the, the events that they hit uh, throughout the different uh, states in which the program gets to. Now it's time to talk about the meat here, though. Let's, because as Greg said, that season's done. All he's been thinking about is this Grand Nationals 3 and I will, I'll, Greg, I'll be honest, and you know this, I'll be honest to our listenership that David Cole and I have been chattering about this race since you first launched it. We said, wow, what a fantastic deal. Used to be at the end of September, essentially, right when David and I were at the Streets of Lancaster event in, uh, in uh, Lancaster, California with Scusa. You guys moved it to the first week of October this year, and that's allowed David and I to come, which is awesome. Let's, let's first talk about the Grand Nationals itself. Again, for those who may not know about the race... Let's talk about let's just talk class structure first and and an event structure. It's it's October the what fourth, fifth, and sixth, Friday practice, and then racing on Saturday and Sunday. Newcastle Motorsports Park. Let's talk about the Grand Nationals. Yeah, so uh, you know the race format that we've chosen for this year, um, which has been tweaked year after year because we're okay. You know we're we're still trying to kind of narrow in on what we think works best for an event of this size. Um, this year, uh, everyone's going to qualify. We're going to do three heats, uh, points uh, points based heat system with. Um, 
where you finish is where you start the next heat, which is different than what we did the previous year. And then uh, we will have one final where winner take all and whoever wins the final will be named the grand champion. Oh, so I, I like, I like winner take all now. Let, let, give me the days of it. So I know, I know the track is running practice. You guys will be there obviously to supervise, but track running a practice on Friday. Where, where does everything set in? Is, is it, are all the heats on Saturday or do we get, is there one round of heats on, on Sunday morning? Well, you know, um, uh, qualifying for sure is obviously going to be on Saturday. We're going to yep. get through the first two rounds of heats on Saturday as well, for sure. Uh, round three is kind of up in the air, to be honest with you, since we lifted the cap, the cap classes and we're kind of just going to accept everybody. Um, we don't know for a hundred percent sure how the schedule is going to fall until we get through pre-registration. So ideally, yeah, right. we, ideally we'd like to get through all the heats on Saturday. Um, okay. So let's, let's discuss this right now before we do that. Let, let's talk class structure right now, because I think that's key for people to understand the fact that, yeah, we, you're not really sure how you're going to handle the, the heat races because essentially at one point it was going to be six categories. You guys have most recently added CIK heavy. The, uh, the initial concept was, Hey, we're going to, cap at 40 but i have a sneaking feeling that a couple of these categories you were going to have to you were going to have to open them up because there's just so much interest correct well exactly you know i'm the cik senior class which has been our premier class all season as far as numbers uh that one that one hit the cap in the first i think four days what yeah seriously um, so 40 carts yeah 40 entries so we uh right away we kind of knew that we we, we were going to have to reevaluate so we started considering picking one or maybe two classes that would be allowed to exceed the cap and then have an alternate format for them um and then it really kind of came down to trying to decide well what's fair who, who do we allow yeah. to split who do we allow to have extra entries who do we not um so we sat down with um, a couple of our key sponsors that um, help us kind of make decisions, uh, as well as Rick Folks, our race director, um, and just kind of threw out the option of, is, the, is there a way that we can just leave this open and, for lack of a better term, uh, just on the fly, you know, once we close pre-registration, have a really good idea where the numbers are, um, bang a schedule out really fast, get it to the racers, and uh, it's going to be a stressful couple days for us, probably yeah. 48 hours of us trying to bounce it back and forth to make it work, but that's what we decided to do. Man, that's exciting. Now, folks, here, so here is the class lineup. Kid Cart, uh, Sportsman, Junior, Senior Medium, Senior Heavy, CIK Senior, CIK Heavy, and CIK Masters. Now, Greg, just, just for clarification for those who don't know, the, se- the, the Senior Medium, Senior Heavy, those are like kind of the Gold Cup bodywork, full bodywork kind of deal. CIK, of course, with the CIK bodywork, correct? Correct. Yep. The, we have the Senior Medium and the Senior Heavy class, which are open bodywork, open seat. So essentially, you could use the old yep. fiberglass, um, big noses and stuff like that, as well as a laydown seat if you choose. Um, CIK Masters, CIK Heavy, and Medium, obviously, that is CIK bodywork and a CIK style seat. Okay. All right. Uh, so <laughs> this is so four days into registration. CIK senior already goes to 40. Yes. I that's again, that's indicative of what's going on. People want to come and run this deal. Is there what of the other categories? What else is, is noteworthy right now out of the box, not even not right now, but what else, what else came out strong in terms of entries? Um, you know, I'm actually really impressed with our sportsmen and our junior numbers. Um, and and that's kind of what caused us the caution to figure out what are we going to do here? Because we know if we, you know, if we got to run a few extra seniors, adults on the track, you know, so be it. We ran, we ran over 40 last year. So we knew hey, we listen, could get away with Sco- it. Scooza ran 57, but it, it's, it's the, a big racetrack, right? Yep. But we, we were a little more cautious about wanting to put that many sportsmen <laughs> or juniors out there. Agreed. Um, yes. So that's kind of where we started 
figuring that we needed to adjust what we were doing here. Um, and right now, uh, quite frankly, other than uh, the the medium CIK class, which is leading the leading the charge with entries, the junior classes are right on with all the other adult classes. They're all in the mid to upper twenties right now, and, uh, and we're still okay. weeks away from the event. Yeah. Now, can we? Now, can we at this point, which I think would be fantastic. This is Rob Howden. I'm putting out the plea, folks. <laughs> this is the call to action. Greg, every time Greg and I talk about this, because it's tough because he doesn't have a massive staff. Other major organizations have a bigger staff. They do this full time. Uh, it's a full time program as well. Scusa, Rock Cup, uh, Challenge of the Americas. WK has, has a, a full time staff. You guys don't do this full time. So here's my call to action. Folks, if you're going to come to this race, pre register, please. Greg, you, I'll let you, I'll get you because, because for you, you have a full-time job. You're doing this when you get home, right? You do this on the off weekends for you guys to know that people are coming by pre-register pre-registering. It just makes your life so much easier. Am I not correct? Oh, absolutely. And, and for a couple of reasons, I mean, obviously there's all the paperwork and the planning and making sure we got all of our, you know, ducks in a row, but um, you know, we're bringing in tires for this event. If we, yeah. we, we don't want to have, I mean, we're, we're going to prepare in every way, shape and form we can, but if we have 200 people walk up and want to register at the track, it's going to be tough to make sure there's enough tires for them. Uh, but if we know yeah. that they're coming, we'll have tires on site. Um, you know, and the other thing too, is just making sure that, you know, we get everybody accounted for making sure that, you know, all the numbers are correct. Transponders are correct. Cause it just makes for a smoother event. So what we've done a couple things to try to incentivize that. Um, first and foremost, when you register on our online registration system, it does not charge your credit card right then and there. Cause that's one of the things we hear constantly is people are waiting for their credit card bill to come from the last race yep. before they, before they do it again. So our registration system is set up where we don't charge the credit card that you register with until the week before the event, just to give you the opportunity to, you know, not have that sitting on your credit card bill for a month ahead. Um, that's really cool, by the way, that's, that is really cool. Uh, that is, that's, that's the biggest complaint people say, right? Oh, I'm waiting for my new, I'm waiting for, I'm waiting for the credit card to reset to the next billing period. So I have another, another month to pay for it. Right? No, exactly. You know, and, yeah. and, and all of us are on budgets. I mean, you know, I yeah. mean, cart, there aren't too many people in cart racing that don't have a budget to consider. So, you know, that's something that we wanted to be conscious of and try to adjust for. Um, and you know, on that same note, you know, we're, we're doing things we can to incentivize people to pre-register, uh, Briggs and Stratton stepped up huge on that this year. Um, Briggs offered to put together a travel assistance program where essentially based on how far you're traveling from, uh, we're going to have a gas card waiting for you at the track, but you let's have talk, to- a- let's talk about that. That's amazing. Yeah, no, it's a really cool program. Wow. Um, you know, uh, Dave Klaus from Briggs, uh, sat down with myself and Steve and we were trying to figure out, you know, he, he wanted to get more involved, wanted to do something for the event, but wanted to make sure that, uh, you know, we were doing something to grow the event, doing something to help it. And the one thing that we've wanted to do is really reach out to the racers from up north in Canada, the racers from far west, um, down south, the people that we know it's a little bit longer of a drive, but there's some really quality kart racers out in those areas that we'd love to get to this event to truly have the best of the best at this race. Um, so after beating a couple ideas around, we came up with this gas card program and, and we tried to do it as simply as we could. Um, you know, we just kind of looked at a map and we grabbed states that were X amount of miles and you know, set up two different tiers where you either get a $40 gift card if you're kind of in the first set of states around the, you know, around Newcastle. And then if you're further beyond that, you get an $80 gift card. But, but to qualify for that, you have to pre-register because I have to know how many gas cards to go to get. 
Yep. No, that's right. That's that's just, and again, you said this is some of the stuff that's going to incentivize people to pre-register. Uh, number one, it's going to be cheaper. You know, if you register trackside, folks, or if you register after the pre-registration date, it's going to cost you more money. If you don't pre-register, you don't get a chance to get this gas card. So just the stuff you guys are doing, I think, is tremendous. But that's a great call for sure. Um, okay, listen, we, we talked a bit about entries, and you actually gave me some of the current entry numbers, which I think is fantastic. 27, I think you said in sportsman right now, something like that. You're already in the mid-20s for junior. Um, looking really good for, like, mid-20s for heavy, uh, CIK heavy and, and CIK masters, too. Like, that's that's really got to feel good, knowing that, that <laughs> number one, we're still, what you say, 22 and a half, three weeks away from the race, but knowing that a lot of people don't never pre-register, pre-register at the very last minute. That, those are good numbers. Yeah, no, and, and it's one of those things. I mean, we've had a lot of teams and a lot of people commit to us that they're coming that I, I, you know, I have emails with them telling me who they're bringing and I look through our registration thing and they're not registered yet. Yeah. So, you know, it's um, knowing where those numbers are going to end up and where they're going to fall, you know, it, it's anybody's guess. We're, we're kind of going on the mindset that we know we're going to have a full field. We know we're going to have a lot of people to race with and uh, it's going to be a great event. Hey, Greg, right now, let's add a little extra into this, too, because, again, people that may not know about the program, you guys, have this is the third time you've had this race. You've gained more and more interest, momentum, support throughout the, you know, the two years here into, into year three. I think one let's 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 cap off this segment uh, and talk about the staff, because one of the things you guys have done, Newcastle Motorsports Park, incredible racetrack. When we get back from the break, we'll talk a bit about the, the awards and prizes you got coming out. We're going to talk about some of the teams that are that are already coming down. But like you, you have brought in a, the, you know a staff that's, that is like second to none in terms of, of being able to put a race on. Talk about the people that you have coming in to do this deal. Yeah, I mean, one of the things we learned early on is to put a, an event on like this with the amount of people and the amount of people that have never raced with us or raced, you know, before it, it takes a lot of hands on deck. Um, I have a great crew that follows me around for our divisional champions cup series. Uh, I'd put them up against anybody in the business. They work well together. Uh, the racers respect them. They communicate well, but there's just not enough of them for this event. Yeah. Um, so over the years, we've kind of worked through a few people and uh, Rick folks uh, stepped up and offered to help run this event with us. So Rick Falks comes in as our race director. Uh, Jason Burgess is going to be our chief starter and head flag man. Uh, he's, you know, everybody loves Jason. You know, he, he's great to watch out there. People love having him there. Um, but Rick's also bringing, bringing in a lot, a few other guys that he's worked with in the past. Rick Hall, Bob Chandler, uh, Kevin Christman, and Patrick Olson. They're going to be added on to our existing staff that we already carry. Um, we're going to have between our staff, the staff that we're bringing in and Newcastle staff, we're probably going to have 10 to 12 corner workers alone of just people watching the track, uh, making sure that things go well out there. Man, that's great. And that's, again, that's, I think that probably speaks volumes in terms of how you are respecting the growth of your, your event. You know, this event's growing and growing and, and the bigger it gets and the more people that come in, there's going to be more expectation put on you guys to be able to run a really, really clean event. And the more cars you have, the more people you need. So it's as simple as that, right? There's probably an equation out there somewhere that you need X amount of X amount of employees uh, for every driver. So, um, or if, uh, one employee for every certain amount of drivers. That's I, I like the fact that you guys are stepping up and making making those uh, uh, those additions. That's big, I think. Yeah, well, and you know, if, if there is an equation, I'm sure none of us will ever figure it out. But you know, <laughs> you know we 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 learned early on that it's a lot easier to have the extra people on hand, especially when they're good people that know what they're doing. Um, you know, our, our, our tech group 
is the perfect example of that. You know, we've got three full-time tech guys that come in and they do an amazing job. Um, they can blow through and they can do thorough, deep tech on all seven classes. And we can get through it in very little time because they're very well organized. They have procedures figured out. And we're even bringing in extra tech guys for this as well. We're going to have another uh, one or two tech guys that are going to make some guest appearances that people haven't seen in a long time. But um, we're hoping to have four or five tech guys on the grounds to make sure that not only are things done quickly and efficiently, but things are done fairly as well. That's a good question there, too, to, to add in before we cap off this segment. is Are, are we are talking about some pretty heavy tech? Are you guys going to go deep? Uh, yeah, we, we go deep. Um, okay. We will go as deep as we feel we need to. Um, you know, obviously we don't want to let any cats out of the bag or anything like that, but you know, it, it, the 206 is a great platform. The rules keep things very fair, very, very clean. But the only thing that makes a rule book like that work is to make sure that people are still following within those rules. So that's one of the things that we've, you know, my partner is his background is being a tech man. He was a tech man for multiple organizations for 20, 30 years um, so that's his background and Indeed. we, we want to make sure that just as good of an event as we're promoting and getting people in that people feel like the person who won, won the right way. That's it. That's it. All right, folks, Greg Jasper's and joining me here uh, from cup carts, North America. We're talking about the grand nationals that are going to take place on October 4th, 5th and 6th at Newcastle motorsports park. Episode number 10 of the operation grassroots podcast here on the EKN radio network. My name's Rob Howden. After this break, it's time to talk about, awards, prizes, and who's coming to race this year at the Grand Nationals. Stay with us. More to come. The 2019 season marks the 20th anniversary for PSL Karting, North America's importer and distributor for the legendary Burrell Art brand. PSL Karting is your complete source for all things Burrell Art providing this top quality product both through their expansive dealer network or through their own pslkarting.com online store. We have over 100 Burrell Art Carts in stock at all times. We can provide you with a turnkey package with an IAMI, Rotax, Rock, or Briggs Power Plant, complete and ready to race. Whatever you need is available 24-7 at our online store, including parts and components, consumables like Amsoil, Motul, and Rotax XPS engine oil and broom lubricants, Micron data acquisition systems and Unipro, and of course driver safety gear from Bell, Arai, Freem, and Alpine Stars. Trackside, we're also the karting distributor for Bell Racing USA. Arrive and drive programs, supported by PSL's experienced staff and our in-house engine program, are available for all major U.S. and Canadian events. When you're ready to win, call PSL Karting or visit one of our dealers. And as always, head to pslkarting.com. Looking for that extra edge? Comet Racing Engines is your answer. The engine service program from Comet Kart Sales has been winning from coast to coast at all levels and different forms of the sport. Lead engine builders Mark Harrison and Gary Lawson have decades of karting experience, providing racers the power to reach the top step of the podium. Comet Racing Engines continually perform track and dyno tests to provide their customers with the cutting edge in engine performance. Comet specializes in Yamaha KT100, IAMI Swift, IAMI X30, IAMI Leopard, and Rock Engines. 
Trackside and customer support are the cornerstones of the Comet Racing Engines business, ensuring each and every customer receives personal attention and the help they need to achieve the best results. Engine rentals are available at all the events that Comet attends in 2018, including WKA, SCUSA, USPKS, and the Route 66 Sprint Series. Contact the Comet team today at CometCartsales.com or by calling 317-462-3413. If you're looking to step up your engine program, send it to Comet Racing Engines. If you want to drive the best, drive a CRG. Our countless race wins and championships prove this fact, including taking the KZ Finals at the Scusa Super Nationals and the CIK World Championships in both 2016 and 2017. Our material is second to none. After years of independent American importers, CRG is now managed directly by the factory and run out of our state-of-the-art headquarters in Texas. CRG Nordam is the American arm of the CRG factory in Italy, and we're serious about success. We stock a wide variety of parts in all of our chassis, from the CRG Hero for the Mini categories, to the Heron for Tag Race, the Road Rebel for Gearbox competition, and the new FS4, which has been designed specifically for American four-cycle Briggs racing. If you're ready to step up to the national level, do it with a factory race team that competes across the USA. CRG Nordam is a full factory effort with the best personnel and the finest equipment. We're serious about winning, and you should be too. Welcome back to the ECAN Radio Network. Whether you're listening on the downloadable ECAN Radio Network app or you're listening on the podcast that we put up on iTunes and Google Play about a week after, uh, this is uh, great. Great to have you with us. Greg Jasperson from Cup Carts North America joining us. We talked about the 2019 season, their five-race Champions Cup Series, which continues to grow year after year. The focus now, though, of course, on this massive four-cycle event taking place on the first weekend of October at Newcastle Motorsports Park, the third running of the Cup Carts North America Grand Nationals. Now, Greg, when you're putting a race like this together, you know, obviously, as a racer, uh, yourself, you, you know what you like. You want to come to a, ra- a, a track. You want to have a good facility. Uh, you want to have great, a great tire partner. You know, you're running a great tire. You want to have good staff there to make sure that your racing is going to be fair. Tech's going to be done well. But you guys have also worked very hard to put together a kind of a cool awards and prize package. T- tell me a bit about what you guys have assembled for this year's Grand Nationals. Yeah, well, I mean, let's face it. People like stuff. Um, <laughs> yeah, please. <laughs> I'll know, take some stuff. You know, um, and we've always done this you know like like you said earlier this is not our livelihoods we do this because we love the sport um and we want to give back to the racers so we kind of have always set our goal that we would rather give all give everything back at the end of the year to the racers that we can um so when we have a good year and we have good help and participation from our sponsors that means we can give away more and more every year so um this year will be no different we've got uh, a lot of really cool stuff lined up um Trudell Performance, who's been one of our sponsors for the last couple of years, actually uh, donated a four-wheeler to us. Um, wow. I, I've been uh, riding it around at every event, using it as kind of my pit vehicle, so I uh, don't wear out my old legs. But <laughs> um, we're going to raffle that off um, at the driver's meeting on Saturday at the Grand Nationals, um, yeah. where PSL is actually working with us. We're going to be raffling off a chassis 
Uh, people, yeah, it's my go-kart. Yep. Yeah, actually, yeah, that is your go-kart we're going to be giving away. So um, take care of it, please. Yeah, don't wreck it, Rob. <laughs> don't bend the chassis. Yeah, so yeah, they're, they're raffling off my go-kart at the end of the weekend. That's fantastic. Yep. I think it's great. Um, you know, and then we'll have, you know, tons of stuff from our sponsors. You know, Noram will have a whole bunch of clutches. Vega will have a whole bunch of tires. Briggs will give us some stuff to give away. Um, all, all the sponsors contribute. Part, part of the sponsorship package is helping us give awards away for this. Plus we go out and buy a whole bunch of stuff. We'll have TVs there. We'll have, um, hoping to have a grill or two there. Um, just a whole bunch of really cool stuff. We've, I think last year we gave away probably 10 sets of Milwaukee power tools, 20 sets of, you know, ratchet sets. Um, just, we just go out and buy whatever we can that we feel the racers would actually use. Um, I love it. We're, we're actually going to even have a whole bunch of toolboxes this year. I just, uh, got off the phone, last night with the company that's providing those. And we uh, ordered in a couple pallets of toolboxes that we're going to be giving away. Wow. That's, I like it. That's fantastic. Now. Okay. Now let's get into this deal because this is what kind of excites me. You know, as I, as I've said before, David Cole and I have been talking about this since last year and, and that we really wanted to be able to come down. It's kind of the end of the season for both he and I, uh, of course I'll be at uh, the streets of Lancaster race, uh, the Scusa race out in California the week before David has, I think, one more race at WK Manufacturers Cup race a couple weeks later at Newcastle. Uh, and then, then all we have is a Scusa Supernats at the end of the year in November. So this is kind of kind of near the end of the year for us. We're going to get a chance to race, which is awesome. We went at it head-to-head at the Battle of the Brickyard. We're excited to do it again uh, at, uh, at your race at the Grand Nationals. But let's talk about some of the teams that are coming in here right now because I think it's, you know, it's this is pretty exciting. First and foremost, let's, I'll, I'll just, Let's get started. I'm going to start with how about your core, some of your core teams that you have on a regular basis, like a Coyote. These these guys come to your program all the time. Yeah, I mean, Coyote's going to be there. Coyote's been a part of the series for years. Um, you know, Ryan Cassidy, their lead driver, for lack of a better term. Uh, he's yep. won multiple championships with us, multi, multi-time national champion uh, back in the, the heydays. So um, he's a pretty legendary name, that's for sure. Yeah, he, um, he, he will be there. Um Paul Rice is bringing the full MGM team. Uh, last time I spoke to him, he said he was up to probably 25, 26 go-karts that were going to be there. Wow. Um, so he's going to have a lot of guys there. Uh, CRG, uh, we have a, a contingent of CRG drivers that are with us every weekend, and uh, it sounds like they're bringing in another four or five drivers uh, to try to uh, help the team out and get further up front. Uh, yeah, and feel free to, to drop any names of drivers you want to come in when you're, when you're talking about these teams as well. The MGM thing, I think, is fantastic. They're, uh, Paul Rice and his wife have done such a great job with that program. Good to hear them bringing a lot of guys in CRG as well. What else you got? Um, then we got a whole bunch of new teams that are coming in, which is really great. And, um, you know, obviously we already touched on it. PSL's coming, and they're coming in full force. They're bringing the trailer. They're bringing the team. They're bringing the whole nine yards. Um, so we're really pleased to have PSL making the trip down. Um, a couple other Canadian teams. We've got Team VSR out of Canada. They're uh, a Tony Cardo TK team. Yeah, uh, those yeah. guys are coming down. Uh, another Burrell Art team, Prime Power team. Those guys are coming down. Um, that's Robert Wick. That's Robert Wickens' brother, Trevor Wickens. Yep. And then Prime Power um, team, Gerald Castley Racing, who's a, a PSL Moncon team. Uh, those guys are coming. They're coming all the way from New Brunswick. Monk, Moncton, New Brunswick. The Casleys are good people, Matt. It's fantastic. They have those guys coming out too. That's that's big. Now I, I, I'm wondering. I'd love to see how many miles. I'm not sure how many miles it is from from New Brunswick, from Moncton, New Brunswick to Newcastle. But the guys are coming out from VLR chassis in California as well, right? Yeah, yep. VLR is coming again. Uh, they they had a really good showing last year at our race um, between um, 
David and Colin. Um, I, I believe they took at home a couple championships, um, definitely on the podium on every class they were in. So uh, they're coming back. They're coming back with a couple extra drivers this year as well um, to really try to put their stamp on the event. Um, the Comet Eagle team is going to um, be there as well. Uh, I spoke with Gary Lawson just a couple days ago. He uh, he himself hasn't registered yet, but he says uh, once he's healed up a little bit more, he will. Uh, <laughs> he plans on doing it. So uh, he wants to come back and uh, defend the championship he won last year. And it sounds like that uh, they're bringing a few other drivers as well um, that yeah. are going to represent Comet at their home track. Why wouldn't they, right? I, I had a chance to drive the Common Eagle at, uh, at the Battle of the Brickyard. Cole and I both did. Man, what a fun chassis that was to drive as well. Um, another one would, would be the guys from Ionic Edge. I think they're going to be rolling up too, if I'm not mistaken. I know that I know that I talked to Jeff Scott a little bit, but both he and his son are a bit banged up right now after incidents, right? Jeff, I think Jeff broke his ribs and his son broke his wrist, actually. So the they're on the mend and hoping they're going to be able to make it. Yeah, you know, I, I spoke with uh, Kyle, who owns Ionic, um, yep. a few days ago. And, yeah, he's, he's super excited to be coming back to the event. Uh, he he was there last year, brought a, brought a team. Uh, he actually put together a uh, contingency program as well. So any of his drivers who uh, win in a certain class or whatever, he's got prize pools set up for those. Um, and he's put an extra incentive on the sportsman class. He's uh, really after that sportsman championship for some reason. So he put he, – he, put quite a bit of bounty out there for any of his drivers who can go out there and win that class. I like it, man. That's, that's fantastic. I just, you know what? I, just, I like hearing, you know, some of the big teams, you know, whatever, and as, number one, the American manufacturers. I think that's awesome. I love seeing the fact that MGM is going to be there, that Ionic's going to be there, that, you know, the common Eagle is going to be there. Coyote is going to be there. I, I love when it comes to four cycle racing, I really dig the, the, the domestic, you know, American made stuff, but I'm super happy to hear the guys coming from Canada as well, because there's, as you know, Greg, there's such a strong 206 um, community and, you know, a racing family up in, up in Canada, Ontario, Quebec. West Coast is a little far away probably for them to come, but we may get a couple of drivers to come hopefully. But Ontario is not that far away. You know, from where I am, it's, you know, seven and a half, eight hours to Newcastle. That's it. And uh, it's going to be worth it. This race is going to be big. Yeah, you know, and, and, you know, to that point, this is kind of one of the things that we've always really strived to have this event be about. As much as we want this to be the biggest, baddest four-cycle event out there, and we want these big teams to show up. And if they come in a semi, that's awesome. But we don't want to exclude the guys who's coming in their pickup truck with the go-kart hanging out the back and the toolbox in the passenger seat and the pup, you no, know, the puppy dog on the floorboard. You know, that's th- it. Th- that's this it. event is about trying to get everybody from every walk of life and everybody from, you know, the east, west, north, south um, on a level playing field with a fair set of rules so they can just go out and race each other. So one of the things I love about kart racing, especially forcicle racing, is is the kart has no idea how it got there. <laughs> I always said that, right? You can put it, you can put it in the back of a pickup truck, you can put it in the back of an eighteen wheeler. It doesn't matter. It's a it's a spec tire. It's a spec engine. That's the beauty of the sealed two hundred six. It's just it's everybody going out there and racing, and it's you know it's about it's about the driver and it's about prep which is great. Well, I, I do know one group of guys that uh, strap a go-kart down to the roof of their trailer on the outside of it. That go-kart might know how it got there. But... Yeah, it might. Yeah, <laughs> true enough. Unless you get blindfolded on the way down the road. Uh, overall, like, yeah. So is there an, where, where were you last year? What, what was the end entry number last year for the second running of this race? Oh, geez. Um, I want to say we were... Did you, you didn't get to 200, did you? Just under, right? Was it not? I, I, I believe we were just over. I, just over. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, last year it looks like we were just right around 200 plus or minus a couple. Um, I don't have the exact totals in front of me anymore, but yeah, we were right around the 200 number. So, and I asked that only because I want to kind of set the stage. What 
what are your expectations for this year? Knowing that we're getting more people coming in, is is two fifty? Is that a, a reasonable thought for you? Yeah, I think two fifty is a very reasonable goal, and I think it can go much beyond that. Um, yep. it, it's really going to depend on you know how many people wa- want to make the trip. You know, it's a it, it's a great event. We're going to be able to accommodate a lot of people, which is why we set the event up the way that we did. Mm-hmm. And uh, truly, we know that this there is going to be some people that guys have never raced against before. And that's one of the draws to this. You know, there's some really top-notch drivers out of Canada um, that a lot of these American drivers that we've been racing against each other for years have never gotten to go wheel-to-wheel with. So it's a really great opportunity to have the best of the best in the whole continent get together in one place. And that's really what we want this to turn into. You know, it's interesting you say that because, you know, the location of Newcastle Motorsports Park kind of works, right? If you look at it, if you make that big kind of, let's say, eight to 10 hour window, because that's kind of a one day travel, uh, uh, it reaches a lot of people. It reaches everybody in Ontario. You know, it, it reaches as far as far east, you know, the, the whole New York area, all the way down to the, like, how far is Newcastle from Charlotte? It's got to be. Can only be five or six hours, I would think, down to the Charlotte area, which has a fantastic two hundred six group as well. It's you go you go eight to ten hours around from Newcastle Motorsports Park, and that's a really good play on almost everybody on the East Coast, right? Yeah, absolutely. You know, and Newcastle is, you know, it, it, it's just perfectly located, and that's why they get to yeah. host so many great events. Beyond the fact that sure. it, it's a great facility, uh, it's well ran. They they do an excellent job there. You know, Mike who runs the facility is you know bar none one of the best guys i've ever worked with but top notch they're they've got this just perfect sweetheart location um <laughs> and and that's why all the all the big series go there because it, it just it works they've got they've got the area to handle a big event they've got great people that work there hey all these canadians are we gonna potentially have a nation's cup you know i i this guy's the limits I, i'd love to try right? to put something together like that um you know the 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 way that the yeah oh yeah no i mean the way that the stuff is handled up in canada is you know they have a lot bigger sanctioning body there's a lot more bells and whistles and things hoops to jump through um but yeah i'm open to doing anything like that i'm just i'm i'm just thinking more of the fact of if you had a deal where you fin- take the top 3 finishers from each country in every ser- in every class and have a point total and come up with like a who, who you know canada versus the us in terms of uh, points that'd be that'd be interesting That's yeah absolutely I just want to get more Canadians to come down. I want, I'd love to see Dave and I've talked about this. We'd love to see this race, you know, get over 300, whatever, you know, it's, it's, it needs to become essentially the super nationals of four cycle racing. You guys have done such a great job doing what you're doing that I, I, I'd love to see this thing to get to, get to, get to 300 or more. Well, and you know, we're, we're going to do what we can to try to promote this. And that's one of the things that, um, you know, Every year, you know, at this point, there's not too much I can do. You know, it, what's out there is out there. The people who know about the race who know about the race. Uh, what my goal is now is to try to figure out what to do to make it bigger next year. Um, so one of the things that we're actually working on and uh, I can 99% commit to happening at this point is that we are actually going to live stream all the features on Sunday. So uh-huh. we are going to have a website set up. It's going to be on our website. I believe we're going to be able to get it on yours as well. And uh, we're going to actually have live streaming uh, with, I think, six different cameras around the entire track. Uh, this year? Yep, this year. Wow. Okay, so, that's awesome. And that's the reason we're doing that is because we want people to see what kind of event this is. The people that weren't able to make it, we want them to be able to log in and, quite frankly, see what they're missing. 
Hey, let's let's with that obviously let last uh, last bit here. Let's talk. Let's give some props to your announcer, your series announcer. Oh, Dave Mack is uh, he, he is the voice of the series. Dave Mack, that's it. You know, he's a he, he is a personality both in voice and in uh, in spirit. Um, th- those of you that have gotten to meet him out there uh, know exactly what I'm talking about, and those of you that haven't uh, definitely need need to stop by and say hi to him. Uh, and that's one of the cool things with getting you guys out there uh, to be a part of this event. Um, it'll actually free up Dave a little bit. So we're going to actually have Dave walking around, uh, doing interviews with people, talking to people out in the pits. Cause, um, he is truly the face of this series. Uh, he's the face of our company. People love him. He is the most personable, lovable guy you've ever met. And, uh, the only thing that matters to the world more than him than his family is his kart racing. I love it. Look forward to working with him for sure. Greg, thank you so much for joining me, my friend. This is uh, this is going to be big. I, this race just keeps getting bigger. People are getting more excited about it. October 4th, 5th, and 6th, folks, Newcastle Motorsports Park, the third running of the Cup Carts North America Grand Nationals. I cannot reiterate it enough. Come to this race, number one, and number two, pre-register. <laughs> right, right, Greg? Get registered, please. Come on. It would definitely be helpful. There you go. Uh, just over three weeks away as of our recording here on September 11, 2019. Of course, by the time David Cole gets this prepped, it'll be tomorrow, uh, Thursday, or potentially Friday. Get yourself registered for this race. If you're a four-cycle driver within a day's drive of this event, you do not want to miss it. This is going to be the single biggest four-cycle race in North America here in 2019. And then from there, it's just going to keep growing in twenty. 21, 22, like we said, hopefully 350 or 400 one day. Just a place to be if you're a four-cycle racer. Greg, again, thank you so much for joining me, bud. I appreciate it. Hey, I appreciate you having me. Lots of work happening at the offices of Greg Jasperson. He and uh, Steve Vermeer, of course, the guys who run this Cup Carts North America program. And really, there's so many great series that are happening, great programs that are really stabilizing four-cycle racing around the country. And as, as I've always said, that's that foundation. That's the, the strength of karting in North America. It's the four cycle foundation. We look forward to it. David Cole and I both getting behind the wheel and you can too. October four, five, six Newcastle Motorsports park for the cup carts, North America grand nationals. Number three, this has been episode number 10 of the operation grassroots here on the EKN radio network. On behalf of Greg Jasperson, my name is Rob Howden. Bye for now. <laughs>